Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. Today I am so honored to be sitting here virtually with Irmgard Brown, who is knows a good book when she sees one, because for 28 years she stacked the shelves as a librarian. She also recognizes a good theatrical story, having written, produced, and acted in a one-woman play that toured for two years. Now she's broken into the book publishing with a character-driven plot-twisting novel that examines how society reacts to people who make major life changes and discover their true talents later in life with Sister Jane. It also explores whether we really believe in miracles or if social media, the government, the community, and the news media would distort whatever the truth really is. And I just have to say this. She's jumped out of a plane to celebrate her 70th birthday. So, yes, yes. So we've got so much to talk about. So we've got to get to it. So let me know how it felt when you got that Kirkus review and you got the best books of 2021. That's my first question. That was a big, big day. I tell you, because the thing is, is that you don't, you just never know, you know, and being, I, even though I'm not a self-published author, I do have, a, it's a small publisher. You just never know if anyone's going to pick up on any of it. And so I felt so blessed, you know, in fact, I feel blessed every time people read my book, you know, I had a, a good friend, she was walking down the street in my little town, screaming across the street, I love your book, <laughs> you know. So, and that's what it felt like when I got the Kirkus starred review and when I got the uh, the 100 best books for 2020, it was like they were yelling across the street, I love your book. And I just wish more people could, could read it, you know, because as a small, being a small publisher, it's not like you can go out and, you know, market to every kind of marketplace. Uh, and yet things are moving along and I feel like it's, I'm just getting blessed. God is blessing me. That's all I can say. And uh, what I've, what has happened so far gives me great hope for what's going to happen next. I read one of your blogs on your website. Guys, you have to go check out Irmgard's website. It's just, it's just so lovely. And you said that you've had a really nice date with Sister Jane. It's been a good date. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I got to know her and it's been so, it was so much fun working with her. And now as people have been reading the book, they want a sequel. I'm like, oh, I didn't really 
plan on doing a sequel. And so I, I will be doing a sequel. I have to figure that one out. But in the meantime, because I love being with her so much that I am doing a little companion piece, like a little novella Ooh. that is going to be available for free to anyone who signs up for my website. If they sign up at the website, then uh, right before Lent, because it's called Sister Jane's Lenten Journey, and it's like a little diary of hers, and it's the overlaps to the last 40 days of the uh, of the current book. So wow, that's a smart move. Oh, it's going to be. It's so far, it's been fun, you know. And I'll be putting that one out in in a zippy quick time. So I'm pretty excited about that. So she's still with me, and we're still ha hanging out together. <laughs> But you know, that's a really smart marketing move. Well, I hope so. I hope so. You got to get to stay on top of it, you know, and when you're on your own and you're, you're trying to get people to, to read the book and to also to prepare for the next book, because, you know, I am right, not just a sequel, but I'm in the middle of finishing the edits on a completely different book. Right. Which so. we need to talk about as well, because that's a collaborative project with a group of friends that you have, right? That There's have that one as well. That's actually <gasps> two books in process there. Wow. Look yeah. at you. So was and with so much joy, just spread across your lovely face. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God is good. Yes. All the time. All the time. All the God time. is good. So you've got to back up a little bit. Okay. Because here you are, a librarian, hugging books on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> like, when was the moment that you were hugging a book and said, one day this could be my book. Like, when did that happen for you? Oh, yeah, that happened long before librarian days, to tell you the truth. You know, I actually, I loved, when I was, when I was a young person, nine years old, 10 years old, all right, I, my family life was very, very stressful. And so the library was my second home. And I, I, I remember so vividly, I put my arms up, like really like a cross. I stretched my arms out against the shelves and I waited for all the words to come into my body. <sighs> That's how much I wanted to experience all that was in books. And so that from that point on, I was a big reader. So when I started writing, I actually started writing plays before I wrote anything that was more like a book. And that's how I did that one woman show because I was doing much more theater at that time. Then when I started working at the library and I was given this opportunity to like set up programming and do all of this additional stuff besides just, you know, look at the books. The librarians <laughs> don't get to really read as much as right. they like to read. <laughs> Circulation. Um, yep. Yeah, really. Because I ran into this uh, organization called NaNoWriMo. Oh, love it. Okay, yes. there you go. National Novel Writing Month. It's every November. And that was when I first decided that and reading a, a book by, oh gosh, Anne Lamott, Bird by Bird. Okay. okay. Love that book. Those two things together, I said, I am going to just start putting words to paper, not going to judge it, not going to worry about it, and just start doing it. And that's how really how the writing really started was just saying, I'm just going to do it. And I have to say that also I was doing a lot of blogging. I have like three different blogs. And so when I early on started blogging, that's when I got this sense of the fluidity of words and how they make me feel when I get them out onto the uh, screen. I mean, something happens. Something happens inside. It's it's really the real deal. It's very dramatic and wonderful. So I, you know, I can encourage anyone who 
who just feels like somehow pent up or something, put it to paper, mm -hmm. put it in a journal, put it on the screen. It is so good for you. It is really, really, really healing. That's, I believe that 100%. So anyway, that's why I started writing and I wrote at least two or three books with that. Doing wow. It yep, yep. That's when I was doing what they call uh, doing a pantser writing. That's like writing by the seat of your pants. <laughs> you know, but those books, what would happen is the characters, they started taking control and the story would go way out. And I'm thinking, that's not where I was intending to go. So when I finally decided to, to sit down and write Sister Jane, when I felt that God had given me this pretty good idea, just something a little quirky, which I am, I have to admit, a little quirky, is that uh, I thought I would do a combination. So I, do, I did outlining, and then I also wrote by the seat of my pants, and the two things together actually worked really well together and so that's how I actually finished Jane and I was get I was able to get to the end and it was still the book I wanted it to be. <laughs> Yay and she didn't take you into a whole other direction that you, well, you had. Know, it's, not, it's not the main characters who tend to try to take you away it's the minor characters they're like I want to be more a part of this book you know? <laughs> and so I've had people you really should do a book you know like a, a book about so-and-so you know one of the minor characters so I, sometimes I think about doing that too it would be fun. I love little, the characters. You, when you, when you said, "Oh, these, this is a character-driven book," hundred percent true. Uh, yeah, love the people. That's I love people where I live. I, I, I love people in general, and I, I watch people. I listen to people, and I appreciate people so much. And so I, that's my opportunity is to bring them to the page. You know, it's it's really great fun. So, how about this as a calling from the Lord? <laughs> Well, I think that's, you know, some people, like, let's say if you're not a believer, you know, you're going to call it like the muse or you're going to say, you know, that you, you know, you got this flash idea or whatever. For those who share God, we know that's God. That's God operating as the Holy Spirit within. And so when, when that, those things happen, just like characters in the Bible, you can walk away from that voice. You can try to walk away from that voice, but it's a lot more productive. You just take it, take the way, take the, take the journey. And you see, and the thing was, is it was so interesting when I started working on Jane, because I, I mean, I can remember back in my very charismatic days, those were a long time ago when I was jumping around a lot. I'm too old to be jumping now, except for out of an airplane. Airplane, Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that one. <laughs> but but the thing is that um, you you realize you realize that this is this is that God wants to say something, and that and I had to investigate the very things that I had beliefs about. I personally had beliefs about. Do I believe in miracles? Do I believe an ordinary person can experience miracles? You hear about them, but what if it's you? What if it? What's somebody you know? You know, how would you react if it was your sister? who said that suddenly she had this experience. And in, and in the case in Sister Jane, you'll see a lot of the book has to do with people's reactions. Even though she has no reason to lie, she has no, but she also has no reason to be given the gift. She just is ordinary, totally ordinary. And that's the point, you see, because that's who God likes to work with. God likes to work with the ordinary, not with the people who, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, I was, I was about to say, is this back in the day, I used to say, oh, I wish I could do that. 
I don't have that wish anymore at all. <laughs> you know, those kinds of giftings come with um, challenges, challenges, you know. And so she experienced those challenges and it was and it hurt her tremendously. It hurt Sister Jane that the very people, Jane Fried, Friedel, as the, those are the people that hurt her the most, the ones closest to her who didn't believe her, who mm. didn't believe that God could touch her life like that. But see, I believe so many of us have gifts, all kinds of gifts. Not doesn't have to be a miracle gift, but we have been given gifts and yes. we have to act on them. You know, you have to act on it for it to really to bear fruit. And so I think that we've, we've missed out, you know, because someone has put us in a box or we put ourselves in a box. Right. We limit ourselves so much. Exactly. We limit ourselves and we limit God. Both. Mm. Both. You see, and so and so in this way, this was a dramatic way of being able to address that very issue that people are going to come against you. You're going to develop a, an interesting sort of group of friends. I mean, the people <laughs> who believed her were not people that she would have been hanging out with normally, you know, and, and they, too, brought their flavor of whatever it is that they <laughs> thought should be happening. So lots of things happen as a result of that. Um, and so I really, you know, and then I had to ask ethical questions. What is it to be sick? What 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 sick does she heal? What physical is it just physical? Does she heal mental illness? You know, is someone who's autistic are they sick, or is that just how God decided that to make them for those involved in their lives? I don't know the answers to those questions, but while writing the book, I had to make some decisions. Ah. I had to decide what did I think? What did I think I could, I could handle in the writing? You know, what did I believe I could handle? So, you know, but some things I just have to admit I skipped over because I just didn't know, didn't know what I could say, you know. But, you know, your your character may not have known all of the answers either. Exactly. 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 You know, I had a friend when I first started writing Sister Jane, I was, you know, talking to people, people I trusted with some of the, the topics and what I was talking about. And he, he said to me, but why would God do that? Why would God do that to this woman? You know? And I was like, he said, you should know why is God doing that? And I thought, no, <laughs> because you know, who am I to say why God, God did it because God can. I did it. <laughs> God can. Why did God do what he did to Noah? Why did God do what he did to, uh, to all those prophets and, and everything? Why, why did God do that? Why did God do it to Moses? wasn't it wasn't like Moses was connected you know not really not by then so anyway that's that's the idea you know is that this idea of gifting that that I believe that that I have a gift and now I want other people to also know that they have a gift and it it may not be this miraculous you know miracle working power but just being who you are is a miracle right ah, yes touching somebody's life being kind to someone who's never had anyone be kind to them, that's a miracle. And that will change a life. And so will books. Absolutely. You know, I, when I first thought, oh, I said, oh, well, you know, what, what, what difference does that one book make? And I had a friend say to me, she goes, are you telling me you've never been moved by a book? And I'm like, well, yeah. And she goes, well, <laughs> it could be your book that moves somebody. Uh, I love right. that advice. Right. Isn't that so true? And yeah. so that's where I am now is that I'm just going to say, whoever reads it, if, if God wants to touch this life with that book. And here's what's interesting. Not, not everyone who's been reading my book is necessarily a Christian. 
I've had other people read it who are outside of the faith and they are still touched by it. They are still seeing, um, they're still seeing the divine. They're seeing something working within this person and they like the story and they like the people. And then I thought it was only going to be a woman's book. And then I've had men reading the book. You know, the first review I had on Amazon was from a man. <laughs> Surprise. You know, my girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, Surprise. I expected, you know, and I even asked one guy, I said, why, why did you like my book? He said, because I know those people. <laughs> ah, so said, I, have, I have known those people. And I thought, okay, that's good. That's you've good. got to, you've got okay. to talk to me about the research into miracle working power. Okay. Talk to me about the research phase and going into Sister Jane. Like, how was that? You know, researching that and and what did you kind of use as as ways to process through for some types of you know background? Right. Well, I've been a Christian for a long time, so some of it I just knew you know, just knew and had been operating some of those gifts and so forth. So I, there was a lot that I brought with me just from my past. The second thing was, is, and if you'll notice, it, Sister Jane, like once she kind of realizes that something is happening to her and she has that really big miracle, the first thing she does is look up scripture, look up all the healings, all the healing stories of Jesus. And so I did the same thing. I did exactly the same thing. How did it do? What did it look like? Were there people excluded? And I thought, you know what? Jesus never excluded anybody. Not really. I mean, everyone who wanted healing got healed, really, on some level or another. And so there was that research, just making sure what where, where that was in scripture. And then I uh, did some delving into how various denominations and churches respond to miracles, you know, what their belief system is, what their creed is. I looked into the Catholic Church because, you know, they have a whole very complicated system and, and how they identify what is really a miracle. You know, so that was very interesting. And then I looked into what do people do who are trying to debunk a miracle? Mm -hmm. You know, what do they ask? What are they trying to accomplish by proving this person is not a miracle worker? So those are the things that I did do research on. Uh, as I was starting the writing process. I can't say I did it all in the front end because I wasn't even sure where it was going to go in that way. So you just simultaneously yep. moved your way through yep. fact yep. and fiction. I, I, I had to. I had to. And, and then, you know, thinking, oh, well, I, I need to find out how that works. You know, I need to know how this person or that person would respond. And I went to, <laughs> I hope I don't have any pastors listening, you know, because I did go to, I did go to a lot of different pastors from different denominations. And I said, what would you do if, what would you do if one of your parishioners, you know, said that she could heal people every single time, not just every once in a while, but every single time. And their answers were um, very interesting. So you had your old focus group going on. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing I, qualitative you know, research over there. Say to me, oh, yeah, I would have believed her right away. Mm -mm. No. No, 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 no. And there is the woman aspect, too. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that sometimes women are not exactly treated fully, you know, fully and taken for face value that they might know or or, or understand what it is that they're asking. So there's that too. So yeah. all of that was in play. But yes, there definitely was research that had to go into it. Now, I there would have been other research had I 
I have to say, I did base this somewhat, base the story on my small town. And so the people who live here have gotten a kick out of that. You know, <laughs> if I did change all the names to protect the guilty. <laughs> um, you know, and the front cover is a house in 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 my town. Nice, but my, love but it. My publisher found it on Google Earth. I had nothing to do with picking the house. It was hysterical. So he found it on Google Earth, and then he adapted it accordingly. But anyway, so yeah, so so that part I know my little town, and I was able to use that. So it wasn't like other books I've written where I've had to actually do the research on the cities or the places right. where I'm, where I put it. Yeah, I love small town North Carolina. That's, you know, that's where I'm from. And so when I'm writing, it's oftentimes just a small town North Carolina. It makes it very easy that I can really focus and hone in on character development. So I've got a small town for you. My my new daughter-in-law, we just went to a wedding in Englehart, North Carolina. Oh, Population four hundred and eighteen. I bet you don't even know where that is. I don't. So now I have to go look up yes, some North Carolina geography. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to look this up after the show because I have to see. I just have to see. Um, so talk to me about writing Sister Jane during Nano. Mm -hmm. Then what next? So I didn't actually do Sister Jane during Nano. I did okay. other ones that I didn't that I have to go back to one day. I do have ones that I want to go back to. Sister Jane I did really was pre-COVID. I started Sister Jane pre-COVID. I had a writing group at the time that we met and we shared our stories, you know, 20 pages or a chapter, a couple of chapters at a time. Highly recommend writing groups. You know, they're really, really a big help. But I have to say, you know, I got the core of it written and then I realized once again, the book was too long. You know, I have, I write too long. I've got to learn that people don't, publishers don't like the long books, you know, from your first time out. I mean, I am a debut author. And uh, well, when you say too long. Yes, ma'am. Like how long was that first novel before you had to trim it up? I guess she was about a uh, hundred and forty thousand words. Oh yeah, that's pretty long. Pretty long. It's getting in the late, you know, almost four hundred pages. So I had to cut about a, a, you know, a good number of words. And so that editing process, actually, well, interestingly enough, that happened during COVID. The worst of COVID had knocked it, you know, closed everything down. Uh, I was doing childcare for my daughter. She was home from work, and so she could take care of her own grandson. And so I just hold myself up in a room, put a big stop sign on my door, so that my grandson would know he's not allowed to come in. And and then I was able to really edit it and uh, and get it down to where it needed to be, and got it out to some people to read, and and then able to get it to this small publisher that uh, out of Arizona, Sari Jones. And then getting that email back from oh, your yeah. publisher. What did, one day? You got to tell me, like, did it sink in right away, or or did you just have to kind of walk into that slowly? <laughs> well, it was a little bit complicated, only because I I had actually approached them before. They the the it's a couple, and I know the woman. She actually went to high school with me, of all things, right? So. 
this is who you know kind of thing. Yeah. I had approached her about the book about Zambia, the or the the memoir for with my friends. And so they agreed actually to do that memoir first. And so after they had agreed to do that and they were working on that and we were working together, all of us together as a team. And I said, Okay, my book is ready to send out. Do I send it do I send out queries to agents and wait and wait and wait, you know, and go back and forth? Or do I just check and see, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do it, you know? And so I contacted them. I said, can I send you this manuscript? They said, well, we think you're really a pretty good writer, you know, because they've liked what I did before. So yeah, send it to us. Boom. The next thing I know they were, and then what ended up happening is they did Sister Jane first, because that, that one has no pictures or anything in the other book, because it's a memoir and is from Africa, has all kinds of pictures in it. And that was more complicated. So they did this one first. And that's why this one came out first. Nice. So I'm excited. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big thing, you know, and it's going to be, it's kind of hard because, oh gosh, you know, you hear about the big five and you want to be published by the big five, or you hear about self-publishing or hybrid, all these different ways to publish. But in the end, what's what's exciting is to get the book into people's hands yeah it really is you know and i feel like you know the book was thoroughly edited the book was strong you know obviously i'm the fact that i got these you know designation from kirkus that made me feel really good that yes it really was ready you know it really i didn't make that up in my head (laughs) it really was ready um so yeah it's a it's a big moment to know that that people can read it and very humbling truly very humbling Uh, Well, congratulations on all of your success. Oh, thank you. Any last words of wisdom for those out there that are just, wow, what's next for me or change is coming or words of advice. Oh, no, you let that cat just walk. There you go. (laughs) All animals welcome here. Little meow. I don't know if I can get his. Oh, hello, darling. He's a sweetheart. I would say, you know, I've mentioned it before and I will say it again. I think that writing is a, is a healthy and dramatic way of really examining our lives, you know, examining what God is saying, write down what you think God is saying, write down a story, write down what, what, you know, so that, that you can read it back again to yourself. It doesn't have to be for publication necessarily. But there's something very, very powerful in it. And, you know, and I would hope that people, if they read my book, they would send me emails, let me know what you think, give me, you know, write reviews, good or bad. Give me the bad review. Go for it. It's okay. (laughs) You know, I understand. Um, I mean, I took some chances. I mean, my book has got a little bit of language in it. You know, I took some chances because I think I know I could have taken out all of the bad words. But in the end, you know, in my book, I mean, Sister Jane didn't say any bad words, but there are people out there who talk like that. Right. And, you know, and I'm very, I'm very committed to character. And so I didn't want to just totally wash, whitewash it all. You know, we don't live in a whitewashed world. And it's more important to have Jane interact with the reality of the world, too. You mm. know? So and hopefully it wasn't too offensive. But I'm just saying that you have to be true to yourself, you know, true to what you believe God is telling you to do. And just embrace the story. Absolutely. And sign up for my mailing list and all those good things. And right yeah, because hearing from people. It's wonderful. And that novella is going to be coming soon with that mailing yes. list. So, guys, yes, go to her website. I'll put everything. I'll drop everything down. Do you like, do you love social media? 
How's the social media world going for you right now? I would say pretty good. I have a, I certainly have a Facebook page for, for Aaron Guard Brown. I also have Instagram. That's Aaron Brown. I cut it, cut the Aaron Guard off because it's so hard to say. Uh, I am not on TikTok yet. Haven't yet. Graduated. Yet. I haven't graduated to that yet. I guess I got to get myself out there. I don't know. Are you ever too old for TikTok? I don't know. Never. You're never Maybe. too old to meet your next reader. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It's not so, the yeah, platform. So I, I'm just, and Twitter, reader. I do love Twitter. So awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty active out there. I need to be blogging more and more. But I'll tell you, the holidays took a took a little piece out of my out of my time. So like everybody. Yep. That yep. pandemic. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but look at you now. Yeah. God look at you now. All Thank the time. You so much. Yes. So I am so, so blessed that you've had this time with me and with my audience. I know that they have been blessed as well. Guys, you've got to go check out Sister Jane, a contemporary Christian out there working it. Yep. It's at Amazon and where books are sold. So I will drop down links too for your for your book. And I just wish you Thanks. all the best Thank you so with much. all of your projects. We've got more on the way. So when you get yep. your next nonfiction work out there, email me me so we all can right. get back on and talk about Absolutely. how did all the nonfiction side go down and work so we'll do it yeah so message me back because i'd love to have you back on to talk about that next the next book so yes. congratulations thank on everything you. so guys thank y'all for joining us at jen lowry writes thank thank y'all bye now Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.